Have you been scared off from buying a house because rates have been frighteningly high? The Sharp Mortgage Team in Winston-Salem can help make it feel far less spooky. There are many programs available now that can keep your mortgage payment from making you want to scream. You will dread it if you don't call for more information today because Halloween is right around the corner. With the Sharp Mortgage Team, there are no tricks, and they will treat you and the zombies you love like family. This is the Triad Podcast Network. All right, everyone, we are here today with two of our members, Aaron Lynch and Layla Walden, and they are one of our mother-daughter teams here in the gym. So, Layla, Aaron, the floor is yours, and we just kind of want to hear about your fitness journey. Um, I know you were a collegiate-level track and field athlete, and Leia is a high school athlete senior, correct? Okay, so fitness journey, what fitness means to you, how fitness impacts your day-to-day life, um, kind of wherever you want to take this. If you listen to the other ones, it's kind of like, again, the floor is yours. So, Whoever would like to go first, um, you can go with what fitness is to you or how you got started in your fitness journey. Either one of those is a great place to start. All right. So what is uh, we'll go with what is fitness to me and how that um, evolved through my fitness journey. Right. So also started as a high school athlete. Right. Um, at my best, I was 13th in the country in my event, uh, which is the, the HEP and the pentathlon. Um, Ended up going to college for one of those specific events. You know, the HEP is five events. And the, the, I'm sorry, the PEN is five events and the HEP is seven. But I was only really competitive in just one. So that's the one I am going to college for um, on scholarship. And because of being in that space, fitness always had a different level of expectation, right? Like, you know, I'm competing against like literally world ca- world-class athletes. And so to be fit and to experience um, what it took to compete at that level or just being on the same stage as so many of them. Um, you know, it was different, right? Um, it's not like, or at least, you know, the nineties the was not like it is now where there's so much information publicly available to make smart choices And so we were really dependent back then on, you know, the quality of our coaches, on, you know, our trainers, Um, you know, and for high school athletes that really might not have meant much, but, you know, at the collegiate level, it's a little different because everybody had to be credentialed. Um, And so fitness was really, or the idea around fitness was really shaped by just what we saw Um, and, and, and what people shared about, well, yeah, you should try this this diet, just eat baked potatoes or just eat celery, right? Or like that kind of stupid stuff um, that, you know, makes no sense now to do. But, but yeah, so, so growing, growing up, um, it was a very different experience than I would hope to say that my, my child has now (laughs) and the access to resources she now has to help shape her fitness perceptions um, and definition. But yeah. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I don't remember a time in my life when, like, fitness and sports, like, wasn't 
a thing. <laughs> like, because right, I'm a good parent. I was like basically born on the track. I mean, you're not wrong. Which, because she coached, she coached a high school team where we lived. It was Kenwood High School, and so I just remember like me and my brother, we would just run around the track whenever she was coaching, and then like the basketball coach for the same school, we literally called him Uncle Jay because we were around him all the time too. And then, you know, not only was she a D1 athlete, but my father was a collegiate athlete. Yeah. So it's like <laughs> there just wasn't a point in my life where I was like, I'm not going to do sports. Like, like to me, that's just, I don't know. It's just strange because, I mean, I know like fitness is not only sports, but at the same time, it's like, yeah, it is. <laughs> like, I'll go to I'll go to school now, and like my school is seventy percent student athletes, and so most of us can relate. But going to public school, it's like the majority is not student athletes. So you look around and you're like, what do you do with your life after school? <laughs> like, but then those are the same kids that are like not doing well in school, mm. and it's like. There's a certain expectation kind of with student athletes and it's a nice expectation to have, but at the same time, it's a lot of pressure. So, you know, student athletes, they're always required to have, you know, they can't be failing any class. They can't be doing poorly in any of their classes, but like the kids that don't play sports who you would think, oh, they have so much time after school to, you know, do their homework or study or do all this. They don't (laughs) like, they just don't use that time. But like, I don't know. You just have to be, I guess, more mature as a student athlete because you have to know how to manage your time. And of course, like I have the support that I need with my mom, which is nice because like she knows what it is. She was a high school. She played sports in middle school, high school, college. She knows all of it. And then I don't know my dad. He's there, but but he knows know. it like yeah it'll be like, real. like yeah, i mean he's there but yeah but he knows it too so so her and this so I genetically i guess my kids are just predisposed to be physically awesome yeah so, my brother's really good too. right he's yeah. like a state record holder state record holder in, in powerlifting power right and then their dad was also a d1 um long jumper he did the hep in the pen in high school as well um but he went to college for long jump and he missed olympic qualifying by four inches like in college so, like, he was just a powerhouse <laughs> ball of muscle. Like, he didn't even try. <laughs> he didn't That's try. He was that athlete. Like, if yeah. he would have actually worked hard towards it, he probably could have right. done it. But he just, like, he, did not. he was the stereotypical college student. Hmm. Like, he just did everything. Yeah. So, we just, we just had very different fitness experiences, right? So, like, he didn't have to work for it. I had to work for everything, yeah. right? But then had limited resources in terms of what we knew because it was the 90s, right? You know, my parents, you know, got me trainers, but the trainers, well, track and field, they were always Jamaican because <laughs> those, are the best, those are the best athletes in, in track and field. So all my coaches were Jamaican. Um, all my role models were Jamaican. Like, I mean, all of them. It was just, you know, Jamaica rules. Um, so, so, you know, I had trainers and, and coaches, but it wasn't the same type of training that Layla is now accessible to, right? Or has access oh. to, right? So she's got a nutritionist if she needs it, right? She's got, you know, a therapist if she needs it. She's got, you know, a, um, 
um, a strengths coach. She's got a basketball trainer and then she's got, you know, the wonderful network that's here at the gym um, at top tier, you know, for her conditioning and her, her speed work and her agility. So I didn't have any of that. Right. And so like our children, especially the children we're bringing up in this gym, just have a completely different concept of what it means to live healthier lifestyles and make better choices um, about, um, you know, what they're doing with their bodies, you know, because they're growing up around people who are immersed right in this space. Um, and just, you know, those of, you know, those Gen Xers, we just didn't have that. (laughs) As the season changes here in the triad, so does the feeling of being outdoors. The humidity lessens, the mosquitoes start to disappear. It's just more comfortable. But as those things drop, so do the temperatures. So how do you make sure you can still enjoy being outside? Well, here's a solution. How about a screened-in porch with a fireplace? I feel more relaxed just reading that sentence. Our friends at Icon Custom Builders have been transforming homes in the triad since 2005 and can help clients enjoy their homes year-round through all seasons. Whatever is on your wish list, large or small, Icon can help. You dream it, and their full-service design-build team can turn it into reality by guiding you through every step of the process. Just visit their website, iconcustombuilders.com, to schedule a consultation and start your dream project today. Um, my question would be, you transitioning from a collegiate athlete to when you came here a couple years ago, kind of what what were you doing in between then and how you found us and what you were looking for? Besides getting all your next level PhDs and everything else that you have <laughs> attached to your name. Your infinite amount of school. <laughs> um, no. Um, so at the, at the time that I joined, right, it was like right pandemic. Um, so it was that fall of 20, I feel like. Yeah, fall of 20. And I had just experienced a hospital stay. I guess I was, I was in the hospital for you know, about six hours because my blood pressure was like 210 over 190. And yeah, and so I was at stroke level, apparently. Um, and, you know, we, the African-American community tends to have um, you know, health disparities issues, but we tend to have chronic illnesses that, you know, high blood pressure, heart disease, those types of things. Um, and so there's probably an element of genetics that plays in there too. Cause I wasn't like crazy out of shape. I mean, I was a little out of shape, but I wasn't like crazy out of shape. Um, so I was like 186 pounds, right? I'm 181 now. <laughs> so like weight wise, but body comp is completely different. Um, I think my body fat at that time was probably about 33 and I'm only at like 29 right now. Um, so, so it was, it was a point where I was like, okay, I have to get my stuff together. Like I can't be this like former, you know, person who's obsessed with the gym. Like I was a gym rat all, both my kids knew this. I was a gym rat. Like I was two hours a day in the gym. Easy. Easy. Yeah. Easy. Yeah. And they were always there. So they were, we were always on the track. We were always training. We were always, like it wasn't even just the gym. It was no. like the gym <laughs> yeah. after being a coach. Yeah. But like some coaches, like they'll tell you what to do and not be able to do it. But it's like, she would yeah. do it with the athletes. Yeah. So it was like, she's just always moving. 
Yeah. And so then to go from always moving, right, to almost stroke level, or no, it was stroke level, to be stroke level was like a, a real reality awakener for me, right? It was a shift that I had to go through. Um, and what was happening? I mean, you were, you were getting all your PhDs. No, you were, no, no, no. So I have work enthusiastic tendencies. <laughs> um, we don't call it workaholic because that implies there's some sort of dysfunction with what I do, but it's not dysfunctional because I literally change lives. Um, no. So, but no, I, I, I obsess, right? So I obsess over a lot of things and, and, my role as administrator at the university, I was obsessing over helping the university get to a point where we could be sustainable with our, our research um, infrastructure. And so I was just putting in crazy hours. You know, I'd stay on campus till nine o'clock at night working, you know, stay up till two, three a.m., turn around and go back to work at eight or nine. You know, it's just my body was just out of whack. Um, and all at the same time, she was a single mother raising me and my brother. Yeah. Well, I mean, luckily you guys weren't here, here. Um, but yeah, but yes, all the, at that point, yeah. When I moved to North Carolina at that point, you guys weren't here, but I had the same tendencies when I was in Tennessee with both of them. Right. And, and supporting them and making sure I made it to all of their practices and make sure they had the right trainers and made sure, you know, dinner was cooked every night except for Friday. I didn't cook on Friday. Um, but yeah, so there was just a there was just a lot going on that I allowed myself to neglect, right? Like my my commitment to my fitness, yeah. right, and to to being in the gym. Um, so yeah, so so I ended up finding you all literally through a Google search, right? Like Layla has always wanted to do functional fitness. Um, and we actually tried a class back in Nashville, like how many years ago? I don't know. It was a lot, but I died. Four, yeah. I was like, what is this stupid air assault thing? This is dumb. Like, why would so you put a fan on a bike? This is the dumbest thing I've ever like, seen. I've just been watching like the CrossFit games since I was younger. Like, I don't even remember when I watched the first one on YouTube, but like I'd been watching it forever. And I was like, my, I want to try this. And so like, I wasn't living with her at this point, but I think she had come down to visit and we had just tried it when she came down and I loved it. I had so much fun because I was just thinking of the YouTube videos that I watched where everybody was like supporting each other. I was like, this was awesome. I was not supported. Like, they didn't was, ask me how I was doing. I was dying on the ground. Like it was not. I did. I was supportive of her and I was supportive of other people because I think that's just the way I am. But like I had so much fun and I wanted to do more, but my dad was kind of like all in my brother's stuff. So I just, you know, stuck with yeah, what I was so, doing. Yeah, we did. So we didn't stick with that then. Um, but, you know, so like during the pandemic and all the stuff, you know, we were, my friends and I, we were doing like Zoom workouts together. And so it was always like aerobic stuff, right? Because no weights. So it was like dumbbells and aerobic stuff. Um, and then like I hired them a personal trainer that came to the house to help them work out. <laughs> like So... Um, but I was not using it myself, right? So I'm making sure they're okay, but the mom was not okay. So yeah, so I mean, I found you guys, I found Top Tier, and I literally remember the first, I reached out and it's like, hey, do you have an educator's discount? And you're like, we do. At the time, you did. Um, <laughs> so, so I came to the first class, you know, with Tracy, and it was, it was just the perfect fit, right? Because Top Tier understands that people come in at different levels. 
and you meet them at that level. So like I was able to get back into just the basic fitness level, right? By doing the cool boot camp classes, right? Upstairs, the Ignite program. And I was like, all right, I'm set a plan. I'm going to do this for six weeks. And then I'm going to increase my intensity to doing it from, you know, three days a week to five days a week for six weeks. And then I'm going to increase my intensity from there. And so it just, you definitely came in with a plan and followed, (laughs) executed your plan. That's that's what she does. Everything she does has a plan. Like nothing is, nothing's left up to chance. I mean, I can be impromptu. Even now, she's doing, she's here with us, knowing that she has something due in a few hours, but she has a plan, so she's going to get it done. It's already done. I just have to hit send when I upload the other three documents. But anyway, um, but yeah, so no, but okay, that's fine. That's fine. I mean, it's valid. But to that point, even with my plan, right? So even like the best laid plans, you know, can fall to the wayside. And I think in my planning, I wasn't expecting the welcoming environment that top tier created. Right. And so like literally when I hit my six weeks, I got a handwritten personal note from you, Melissa, to my house, just thanking me for being a member and congratulating me on doing such a good job on hitting my six weeks plan. And I was like, wow, oh, they really care. And so like, that was, that was a big deal. Right. Because part of being, part of being in a, um, it reminded me, there we go, it reminded me of being back in a community, right? Track and field is a very small space, so everybody knew everybody. And so, you know, if somebody pulled a hamstring, if somebody, you know, got injured, like, we all felt it, particularly if, you know, there was somebody, you know, that we, you know, competed against, you know, seriously, right? We never wished each other harm um, because we were all in it for the same thing, for the love of the sport, right? And we ultimately supported each other through that. So it felt like that again, Right. And that just made me that much more dedicated to wanting to be here. And then, of course, the levels of competitiveness that we have in the gym, you know, with the coaches always talking crap about what we can and cannot do. And that just sparked right more competitiveness in me. And then um, Layla, being as competitive as I am, probably more so thrives in that type of environment. And, you know, um, so yeah, so it's been a perfect fit. Um, it's been a perfect fit for, I guess, our shared right fitness path, our shared goals. This show is presented by the Ginther Group, a real estate team based right here in the Triad, and the only ones we trust here on the Triad Podcast Network. I've been podcasting with Blake Ginther and his team for a few years now. Always blown away by how well the experts at the Ginther Group can make sense of a rapidly changing and oftentimes chaotic real estate market. I know I feel smarter after each episode we record right here on the Triad Podcast Network. Then when it came to sell a home, I chose the Ginther Group. They steered me in the right direction at all times in terms of how much time and money to invest in order to maximize the things I wanted out of the transaction. And we ended up selling for nearly 10% above asking. Look, I can't guarantee you the same results, but why wouldn't you at least meet with them and see what's possible? Call 336-283-8689 or visit theginthergroup.com to see if The Ginther Group can help you own your future. Now back to the show. I'd say our like journey to where we've gotten here is a bit different, but now that we are here, we're definitely doing it together and that's that's the best part of it. So for me, like 
obviously we both played sports growing up. You know, I played basketball my entire life, literally. I think <laughs> I think third I started playing, yeah, third grade. I started playing basketball because, like, my friends joined the rec team. I was like, Psh, that sounds fun, you know. I can play basketball, sure. And then I got in there, and I just happened to be, like, the best one in there without playing a sport. Well, I played soccer, I guess, but doesn't really compete with basketball. <laughs> but, yeah, I was, like, I was just the best one there without trying and then, you know, I've played that all my life. And there are some things with that that get kind of, I don't know, like iffy. The better you get, the more kind of like attention that you attract. And the more coaches want to coach you, the more trainers want to train you, the more people that want to play with you. And, you know, sometimes you get good coaches, sometimes you get bad coaches. And, you know, I've had my share of both. <laughs> but, um, yeah, that that brings up things. And then, you know, just the way that I've been competing AAU tournaments, like, all my life, too, basically. I started playing AAU, what, fifth grade? Fourth grade. Fourth grade? Fourth grade, yeah. Yeah, because we did she was go. at a national team in fourth grade. Yeah, yeah we, we got, like, second place in the country and. Yeah. Fourth and fifth, I mm -hmm. think. Yeah. Real quick on that, how do you maintain your love for the sport? Because like watching you talk about basketball, even like in classes when I ask you how school is going, like how do you maintain that? So I played competitive baseball for only like four years, and like in all honesty, I was burnt out. I mean, um, so I'll be completely honest. I'm getting to a point where I like I am. I'm okay. burnt out. Like my entire life, like I've just had a huge passion for it. Like. When I was little, I was like, yeah, I'm going to be in the WNBA. And when I retire from the WNBA, I'm going to be a sports broadcaster for the WNBA. Literally. That was literally my dream. But and I then, right. yeah. yeah. <laughs> and so, you know, we got more, more into basketball, more training, more practices, more everything. And, you know, it's, it's fun when, when you're growing up because it's like, oh, you're, you're good at it. Like, you know, it's something that you have fun doing. You make friends. You travel. And, you know, I, I still have fun traveling. I still have fun, you know, making friends. It's just now I've <laughs> kind of transitioned to a point where this is what I want to do. What's this? Weightlifting, mm -hmm. CrossFit, you know. And some people are like, well, maybe it's because you just didn't have a good game. Maybe it's because this. Like, no, I've probably had, like, the best three games. I'm in a league right now for my school, and I've gotten MVP every single week that we've played. Mm -hmm. And people are like, oh, well, if you're having a good game, then why don't you want to play? I don't know. <laughs> it's like it's kind of just a shift in passion and a shift in your mind where I don't know if I'm burned out because, like, I'm still going to play because that's just who I am. Like, I'm not going to quit on something when I'm in the last year of doing it. But it's a shift in passion where when basketball, when things were going hard, basketball was kind of my stress reliever, and now top tier and working out and weightlifting is my stress reliever. Like, I'll have practice for basketball for my school at like four o'clock and then I'll like and I'll be just like bored and like just not want to be there but then the second I get to top tier I'm like hype 
like I'm excited. I don't, I won't even know what the workout is and I'll just become like Thursdays are recovery days and I'm hype on recovery days. It's like, I don't know. It's, it's, it's weird. Cause it's like, I know that I've had the feeling before, but for basketball. And so now it's kind of shifting into just overall working out, which, you know, it's strange to a lot of people because a lot of people don't understand because they're like, well, when you play something your whole life, you like, you must love it. Like, yeah, I still love it, but it's like, I love something more. So, you know, sometimes I kind of like, I would rather be here than be at practice or at training. Like yesterday I had basketball training and my mom, she texted me earlier in the week. She was like, so training with basketball Wednesday. I was like, I'd rather not, but okay, like we can, it's fine. She was like, I'm so proud of you for choosing to do what you need to do, even though you don't want to. I was like, thanks. <laughs> so I, did I can't that. wait to have all these conversations with my daughter. Variations, yeah, conversations. Like, oh man, her, here we go. Yeah, like, look I'm at you being a seeing my, I'm seeing my yeah. future. Stuff you hate doing it anyway. <laughs> it's like, and like I went to training, and it's like I know I'm a good player. Like that's the thing. Like, I know I can shoot. I know I can, like, do all the things that I need to do, which I did, like, especially in training because we did a drill at the end of training, and it's called the Steve Nash drill. And you shoot and you run and you shoot and you run and you have to beat a time. And my trainer, he gave me three minutes and 45 minutes and 45 seconds to do it. I was like, that seems like a lot of time, but okay. And he was like, my best person did it in 2.30. I was like... Okay, and this was in like in the middle when I was doing it. He was like, my best person did it in 2.30. He knows I'm competitive. I don't know why he would tell me that. Like, I wasn't going to try and beat it. Right, and I was already in the middle of it. So, like, I was just chilling through it. I was just jogging, whatever. And he was like, yeah, so that means you have to be finished by the time the clock hits 1.15. I was like, oh, bet. I finished when the clock hit 1.15. Like, I hit that exact mark. And so... To me, when I tell people that, people are like, oh, so, like, you're good, so you should want to play. Like, you should want to – that doesn't do anything for me. <laughs> like, it doesn't do anything for me. Like, even – I don't know. You said you said something the other day. It was – I don't know what you – oh, you said, I let's said call Pop-Up. Okay. You, said, you said, let's call Pop-Up and tell him what a good game you had today. I was like, why? Because, like, like, cool, I had a good game, but I was like, but that doesn't – that doesn't put as much like happiness into me as oh you just PR'd or oh you just got a faster time like and it used to which is weird so when you say you know you got burned out after four years like I'm getting to that point but at the same time I found something else that you know kind of replaces it which is nice so yeah Mm-hmm. And y'all had your first competition together? Together? We yes. Did. Tell us about we that. Yeah. yeah. I was super she excited. twisted my it. arm and forced me. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah, you know, <laughs> I basically pinned her down and said, pay for this. And <laughs> this. You know, no big deal. But, yeah, I had so much fun. Yeah. It was, it was great. We ended up getting third 
out of 11 teams in mm-hmm. our division. And we beat the D1 chick. Yeah, and we beat the D1 <laughs> athletes. We you won't know. mention the team name, though. Right, we won't do that. D1 was in the name, by the way. So. <laughs> You're so petty. Just saying. But anyway, we, we beat them, which I was pretty happy about. And I PR'd while we were there, which was awesome. And somebody asked me while they were there, they were like, this your first one, right? I was like, yeah. They're like, how are you liking it so far? I was like... I love it. It feels like an AAU tournament. Like, I just love the chaos. And it's like, it's not because the competition was unorganized, because it wasn't. It was an organized competition. It was just like, everybody's yelling, and everybody's like working, and, every, and that's what an AAU tournament is like. Like, you're sitting there, and you're watching games while people are blowing whistles. You hear balls bouncing. People are running around the gym. Like... It's just, I don't know. Cophony of nonsense. Right. right? It's like, like yeah. organized chaos. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's the fun part, which is nice. And then even though you're competing against people, those same people are still going to cheer you on mm-hmm. at the end of the day, which, you know, there's competition in it, but it's not, it's not hatred. It's not, you know, like it's rivalry, but it's friendly rivalry. Mm-hmm. That makes sense, which that's fun. Well, it's kind of like how that is on the yeah. It's kind of how it is on the basketball court though too. Sometimes, right? Like when someone does a good move, and they're like, "Oh, okay, that was a pretty good move." Like, well, no, that's not true. It it depends. I think on the basketball court, when you're playing against somebody, if they make a good move, you're kind of like, "Bro, like, why did you just do that to me?" Or like, "Why did you just do that to them?" And then you're trying to get them back. Like, you're trying to get them back on the other side of the court. So if they hit a three in your face, you want to go back, break their ankles, and then hit a three in their face. Okay. I think it's interesting, um, (laughs) like, the sports. What I see the difference is in competitive fitness. Um, It's you versus the barbell, you versus the pull-up bar, you versus the wall ball. Like, it doesn't matter how good somebody else is. It's like they're not really – they're competing against you for a placing, obviously. But it's like it's like how hard can you push? It doesn't really matter what what they're doing. It's like how hard can you go? Yeah. Um, that's where it's a little bit differently because yeah, you're not gonna go break somebody's ankles um, right. and, and cross it. Like it doesn't. It's not like it's not oh well, like you know. Yeah. It's uh, maybe maybe you did your box jump overs faster, but then their wall balls are significantly right. faster mm-hmm. than yours. So it's like where where can or you make up where where are you gonna be able to exploit yeah. your strengths and try and minimize your weaknesses? Yeah. Um, and that's it's another not another thing I love because. Basketball, you really have to you have to depend on the people that you're playing with, and you could do all that you can do. You can you know you can score twenty points, you can have five steals, you can whatever. If they're not picking up what they need to be picking up, you're not gonna win. And so that's there's that side of it, and then there's also the side of am I letting them down, mm-hmm. right? If am I not doing all that I can do for my team, but here like yes we were on a team but at the same time there's amount there's an amount of trust between me and her and then there's an amount of hard work that we know that we have both put in that we can trust each other to do what we need to do it's not as many people one and two if you push as hard as you can push then you're not letting anybody else down if like and if you're doing an individual competition Nobody's letting you down unless you're letting yourself down, which in that case, you're not going as hard as you can. So for basketball, it's, there's a lot of pressure being put on you and a lot of pressure being put on your teammates, whereas for weightlifting and CrossFit, it's, if you're not going to do it, you're not going to do it. But if you push yourself, then you're going to do it. And the other thing about the, 
the functional fitness and the CrossFit is it's like track and field, right? Like the day you get to the, to the meet or the event, you've already put in all the work. So it's like the day of the competition, like you're not trying to tweak things or, or fix things the day of, like if you haven't put in the work up until that day, then it's going to show on the day of, no matter how amped up you get or how loud the crowd is, if you can't do a dang pull-up, you're not going to be able to do a pull-up the same day. Like, I mean, there might be an exception, but rarely, right? Like, rarely. So, like, you have to put in the work. And then I think that's what I love so much about about here is, like, you can see when the work comes through, right? So I got butterfly pull-ups today for the first time, five in a row, right? Like, so I went from not being able to do any pull-ups <laughs> to a pull-up to five pull-ups to butterfly pull-ups in like two years. And so when I showed it, Stefan worked, Stefan, one of our coaches, right, worked hard with me today um, to just get the kipping motion down because really that's where it is. And so he, he spent like, you know, four minutes with me just on the kipping movements back and forth, back and forth. And by the end of our 10-minute span, five butterfly pull-ups just like that. And when I showed it to Stefan because he had walked off somewhere else, but I filmed it, he was like, look at that. He's like, look at that. You got it. He's like, that's progress. And I was like, yeah, you know, and he was, and then he asked something about climbing a rope um, because that was my next goal. And he was like, well, if you can do pull-ups and if you can do butterflies, you can climb a rope. I was like, it's not the same thing, Stefan, but whatever. Um, but the thing was, I was like, all right, so now I'm going to shift to doing that on Sundays. And he was like, wait a minute, what? What do you mean Sundays? I said, well, when I come in to do my, you know, you know, ancillary work on Sundays, he was like, you work out on Sundays? And I was like, uh, you don't? <laughs> like, like, where else are you going to get the work in? Like, you're not getting the work in in practice. You're not getting the work in in class. You have to put in the work outside to get so many of these different movements, right, that exist in this sport. You're right. If those are your goals. That's right. If those are your goals, right? But I mean, my goal is to be able to finish every workout like as written. So those are definitely my goals. Um, but yeah. So I mean, it's and that's how it that's how it was in track and field, right? Like the Triad Podcast Network is sponsored by Jennifer Johnson, owner of Three Magnolias Financial Advisors and a local certified financial planner who helps people plan for big financial goals such as retirement or college. Especially now, navigating markets is challenging, particularly for those gearing up for retirement, young professionals, business owners, or retirees. Am I saving enough for retirement? As a business owner, do I need a workplace retirement plan to attract and retain key employees? Am I using the right individual investment strategies? Personally, I had some of those questions. Plus, how do I save for my kids' college education? So I went and got local independent advice from Jennifer and her team at Three Magnolias Financial Advisors. They're located in Winston-Salem, and you can get started like I did with a complimentary, no-obligation consultation right here in the triad. Just call 336-701-1600 or email jennifer at the number 3-magnolias.com. Jennifer at 3-magnolias.com. And be sure to catch Jennifer's podcast covering all sorts of financial tips, trends, and strategies right here on this same feed with the Triad Podcast Network. Securities offered through Satara Advisor Networks, LLC, member FINRA SIPC. Investment advisory services offered through Three Magnolias Financial Advisors. Three Magnolias Financial Advisors and Satara Advisor Networks are not affiliated. Satara is under separate ownership from any other named entity. That's, that's another huge difference between basketball and this. With basketball, like you could have a really good game maybe the day before, and you're like, oh, yeah, I've definitely gotten better, but then have a really bad game the next day, and you're like, 
have I gotten better? Which <laughs> is weird. But with weightlifting, with CrossFit, if you're lifting heavier weights, you know you're getting better. If you're finishing workouts faster, you know you're getting better. Like, that's... I don't know. That's why I love math too. Yeah, it's just, just very empirical. Yeah, right. Like you're yeah. just like there's yeah. there's, there's a right answer. Right. Kinda, there's no like, gray. Right. right. There's it's no very gray area. very black and white. Yeah. Either the iron doesn't lie. No. no. Right. Either you care finished about your it without dying no. or you didn't. Like yeah. period. Yeah. So maybe just close with what you love most about working out with each other. I'll go first then. <laughs> <laughs> I'll go first. Um. So I didn't. At first, I didn't like working out with her. I, I mean, I'm not going to lie. You never, you never lie. So. Like, at first, I did not enjoy working out with her. And that was mostly because we had two different types of working out. So, in the beginning, she was just run, run, run. I'm just going to run as far as I can. I'd like, I'm just going to run. That's basically what she did. She ran all the time. Ma, you did. <laughs> Yeah, okay. she just ran all the time. I hate running. I Where's hate it. I, look, I, I hate running. I don't I like running either. Running. So I'm trying to figure this out. That's all she did. She was in her Nike Run Club, and she would go out and <laughs> she would okay. just run That's for a month. Like I remember, I was in the house one time. It was like 8:30 at night, and she was like, "Yeah, um, I'm behind so and so by this amount of like miles. miles yeah, so yeah, yeah. I'm just gonna go out, run for 30 minutes, and come back an hour later." <laughs> She's back. I'm like, how much did you run? Oh, just like four miles. No big deal. What? But She's that's... not wrong. I, I just did not like But running. it was the competitiveness. I didn't want to lose that week. Yeah, which that's <laughs> fair. Yeah, that's fair. exactly. But now, I love working out with my mom because we're getting to the same level of weightlifting. You have to remind me of Might, that? Thanks. I say. I would like everybody to know that I put oh 150 pounds over my head the other day and she could only get 165. So I'm only 15 pounds behind her. Just going to say that. Get your weight <laughs> up. But, you know, I love working out with her because we're both competitive, but, like, at the same time, like, we love each other so much that I'm always going to support her in what she's doing and she's always going to support me and what i'm doing and working out with her is just so much fun now so yeah yeah and obviously i too enjoy the jibs and the jabs when she reminds me of how much she has progressed in this sport um but I wouldn't even say so much as the working out. It is the working out. But, yeah, you know, I just like spending time with Layla. Like, she's just a, a cool human being, right? So she's just fun as a person, right? And, and so, you know, and you will see, when girls get into that teenage phase, like, they don't want to be around mom sometimes or dad, right? Like, they're just, terrified of that. Exactly. Right. And so like now it's like, oh, she wants to be around me and we're doing this together. Yay. So like that makes it fun. But at the same time, like I've seen her growth right in, you know, her, you know, her fitness. I've seen her growth, you know, um, you know, in physiology, you know, shared mental health, like all of it. Right. And so so it has been um really good to watch right as a mom that she without me crying has now gone back to the child that I've always known and loved right like there was a rough patch in there where I was like who is this child this is not my child and I was like what is going on 
But now that she's come back to herself, is what I say. But um, so I mean, it's it's just a really it's a really good thing to watch, and I think the fact that top tier allows that right it creates an environment in which that's okay right where you know this is a safe space for everyone like all of our children are up in this gym (laughs) right all the time right and the fact that we have created that safe space um i think just makes our working out together that much more fun right like i was that conversation we had with one person, they were worried about you coming to the gym with me more regularly and, you know, what that would mean. Yeah. And we had to, you know, let them know, no, no, no. Like, no, our gym is a safe space. Like when we talk about nutrition, we talk about it from a healthy way. When we talk about fitness, we talk about your own individualized personal goals. It's not this like crazy comparative, like, well, you've got to have crazy, amazing right. six pack abs like Melissa does because she's amazing. Right. I remember, like that's like, like, yeah. Coming to the gym was a thing where I was like, I, like, I don't know, like. Because, like, I know I'm an athlete and, like, I know that's what I do. But at the same time, I was like, "Mm, are people going, like, the way I looked was a problem for me. And so I was like, are people going to think of me as an athlete in this gym when everybody else looks like a for real athlete? Yeah. And, like, now I come here and this is literally, like, my second home. Like, I'm probably here more than I am at home without counting, you know, like sleeping, you know, during the day, I'm probably here more often than I am at my own house, which, you know, I don't have a problem with it. I don't have a problem with it either. I love being here, but you know, that's just what it is. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I think, so this is a place in which, you know, that's acceptable, right? And that's encouraged. And that makes, um, that makes anyone's journey toward their fitness goals that much easier, right? Because it's a supportive place to be able to do that. Well, thank you all for coming on. Thank you for sharing your story and what fitness means to you and kind of your journeys in fitness. We'll see you on the gym floor. Hey, thanks for listening to this episode on the Triad Podcast Network. Our mission is simple. Provide information, advice, and stories about the people and places that make the North Carolina Triad such a great place to be. You can find us by searching Triad Podcast Network on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, pretty much wherever you like to listen. If you like what you heard and want to support the show and those that contribute, we would truly appreciate a rating and review on your favorite podcast app. It helps spread the word along, as do your shares on social media. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, at Triad Podcast. To get in touch with us, simply email info at triadpodcast.com. Thanks for listening. This is the Triad Podcast Network.